0: This is Mish Hancock, and you are listening to Mishmash, a place where I get to talk to the weird, wacky, wonderful people of this world, people I adore and want to know more about. Today, my guest is Tessa Greenspan. Tessa is one of St. Louis's most influential entrepreneurs, leaders, and motivational speakers. She is also a best-selling author. Her latest book is titled From Outhouse to Penthouse. Hello, Tessa Greenspan. Hello, me. I have known you. So we were talking before uh, yes. this podcast. How long I have known you? Because I was once writer editor for Spirit Seeker magazine, and I interviewed you about Sappington Farmers Market yes. when you owned that. So, I mean that had that had to be early two thousands, possibly late nineteen nineties.
1: Yes. I don't remember the date but I do we remember that remember. yes I remember the interview which was really it was good. so fun yes. it was so
0: fun to learn about it and it, and you've done so much since then and I and I and and I love being in your sphere but I just, I went I shared a story with Tessa and we decided we had to share it cuz I it's my favorite story and it was hilarious Tessa and Terry her daughter and I, we didn't know we were going to be at the same networking event, but we ended up at the same networking event. And let's just say it wasn't our kind of deal. I mean, I don't know. I just remember there being lots of music and noise and it was just kind of weird how it was all put together and we were just, you know, and I was sitting there thinking at one point I don't want to do this. I don't want to be here. I don't, you know, it's it's a Thursday night or something. I'd rather be doing something else. This is just not my kind of networking. And Tessa's like, you've read my mind or something. And Tessa looks over at me and she says, honey. I'm like, yeah. She's like, you know, this is just dumb. Oh my gosh! It really is. Can we leave? And so, so we. I I remember. I said I'm going to act like I'm looking at the time and that we're late for something, and then we all just leave. So I looked. I think I looked at my phone. I was like, and I was like, it's it's blah blah blah. O'clock. We got to go. And then we all just left. (laughs) So hilarious. But let's
1: talk about your book. All right. From outhouse to to penthouse. That's correct. You know, I have found that a lot of people knew me uh, in as a business person, and they really didn't know from whence I came. Yeah. And so my goal is is really to share a little bit of that so that people really know that, one, that they can do anything that they decide to do, perseverance, determination, a lot of prayer, will get you to where you want to go. Um, what people don't know is that my mother was from the back hills of Arkansas. Really? She was one of seven kids, and then her mother died when she was five, and he married another woman, so there were, she had two kids. So there were nine kids and two adults in this shack with a hard dirt floor, no electricity, no running water, and an outhouse out back. So this is really where my mother was born. When she was 14, every year the, the, the family would go in a wagon to this clearing at the end of the season, the growing season, and when the crops were in, and they would bring food and have a picnic with other people from surrounding countries, counties. Well, she was one of, of all of the kids that went that year she was 14. She was so excited about it. So she met this cute guy. And they were walking and talking and really a long way away from the party. He pulled her in the woods and he attacked her.
0: Oh, God.
1: He told her if she would tell anyone, he would come and kill her family.
0: Oh, my God! So
1: she was traumatized. Yes. She did not even notice that she was pregnant. She didn't even... Admit that to herself. When she was about six months along, her stepmother wanted her to have an abortion by this backcountry doctor. And she refused. Now, this was a woman who only had an eighth grade education, did not have anywhere to go, no place to turn to, no one to talk to. And so
0: young. So
1: young, just a baby herself. She refused. She would not do that. And I was born in that house with a hard dirt floor, no electricity, no running water, and outhouse on band.
0: I'll be darned, Tessa, no, I had no idea.
1: No one, really no one has known my past. Right. It hasn't come up, but I thought it was really important for me to really share this with the world, to know that it doesn't matter where you came from, it's what you decide. Right. My mother was so wise, so much wiser than any person I've ever known in my life, that her parents find, found a man for her to marry after I was born and to give me a name. And this was when this kind of thing was not cool. This was like the worst thing that could ever happen.
0: Oh, right. Many years right. ago.
1: Yeah. And uh, she married a man and then she had a little girl twenty-three months later. Now, this is a person that really didn't have a lot of choices, right in life. Well, her husband worked, but he drank.
0: Hmm.
1: Now, this is how smart my mother was, and I don't know how she could be so smart, but she wrote a letter to the draft and said, "My husband drinks all the time, and he works, but he drinks." He just married me just so he could get out of the service, and he drinks, and he takes my cotton-picking money. (laughs) She had to pick cotton to put food on the table. And this was really in the blazing sun, 50-pound sack that you're hauling. In three months, he was drafted. They said,
0: okay, (laughs) we're going to help
1: this guy out a little bit.
0: No drinking here.
1: yeah, You certainly could not do that. In this day and age, you could not absolutely do it at all. not. Mm-hmm. But wow, yes, good so, on her though. So, yes, so she moved to East St. Louis, Illinois, and her sisters were all, Everybody left as soon as they could. Her sisters were there, and many of them had married, and so they watched me and my sister while she worked in a, a restaurant. When he got out of the army, he came by and said he didn't want a family, and he divorced her. So here is this woman with two little kids. There are two really important stories that I would like to share because they are really, they really form my life and also uh, what determination my mother had. The first, when I was four and a half and my sister was uh, two and a half, we were in Arkansas at my grandparents at, at Christmas time. And this person, who I didn't know, actually, who I thought was my father, came in in his army suit. He was on leave, and he picked my sister up. He brought her a doll and a pearl necklace and nothing for me. It was like I didn't even exist. Yeah. So it was like when you're four and a half. Oh, yeah. I thought, what's wrong with me? Something must be
0: wrong with me because he didn't think to get get something for me. Exactly.
1: I went into the kitchen. And an aunt said, honey, don't you worry. That's not your daddy anyway. How do you process that? Yeah. Although I want to say this is what shaped my life. I decided at that moment that I was going to be so strong, so smart, so cute, so successful (laughs) that no one could ever, ever ignore me again. And I became an overachiever. And that event is really what helped shape my life. And I'm really thankful for it now because I became an overachiever and have achieved an unbelievable amount of things in my life. So right. So it wasn't a bad thing. When my mother was 20, now she had me then, uh, she had had a birthday when she was 15. When she was 20, that was five years, Oh. Uh, my sister and I were visiting my grandparents again, and she was coming to get us. And so she worked in a restaurant, and her friend who had a car said, I will take you. And so they were coming to get us. They were going 70 miles an hour and hit a huge concrete about my, at, going onto a bridge. Oh, gosh. Crushed her from the waist down. Oh. They had to cut her out of the car.
0: Oh, my gosh.
1: That she even lived was a miracle. They didn't have seat belts in those days, too. Yeah, right. She was in the hospital for 13 months. Her legs were up in the air. All, it crushed her from the waist down, but she had casts on her legs, and they had to hold them up in the air. I mean, it was just really everything, so many different operations. Think about this. You're 20 years old. Yeah. And you are crushed from the waist down. After 12 months, gangrene set in her left leg. Oh, no. And the psychiatrist came in to tell her what they had to do, her left leg below the knee. She said, do what you have to do. I have to get out of here. I have two little girls to raise. I'll be That was her attitude, and that was my role model. And I must say... You know, uh, children that come into the world this way many times are resented or, you know, many times they the person doesn't want to feel this way. But, you know, if it weren't for you, you know, I could have done this or that. But right, right, right. she loved me unconditionally, which that is a gift that I had.
0: That is a huge gift. Yes. That is a huge gift for children to have yes. that because it, there's children that just don't. And it breaks my heart. It's so important. And... And, yeah, and part of that is as the child grows up, allowing that child to be who they really are. Mm -hmm. You know, and we still see there's so many issues with people that, you know, I don't want to accept you as this. In my head, you're supposed to be this. And, you know, and it's it's one of those things that if I just— I wish that we could help parents to understand that they are not here to make that child into them. They are. They have been given the honor to be That's stewards true. of the life of this child, and as a steward, it's your duty to. Who are you really? Who are you really? And how can I help you
1: be the best yes. best
0: version of who yes. you are?
1: Well, I had that gift from a woman who a had gift. no education. She, she had an inner guide. She prayed all the time, and she sang gospel songs all the time. So she had a faith also, which really helped her, but it helped me also. So I'm so grateful that she um, loved me unconditionally. She got out of the hospital. She had two kids, one leg, and no money.
0: Oh, gosh. We
1: were um, in Section 8 housing. Uh, in the Gompers in East St. Louis, Illinois. Now, this, again, I want everyone to know that it's not where you come from, it's the decisions that you make that make such a difference in life. She didn't want to be on welfare, so she found a government program that taught people with disabilities other occupations. She went to school on a bus, on crutches, with one leg while her leg was healing, to learn to be a secretary in an office. She oh, couldn't cool. even be fitted with a prosthesis until her leg healed. Right. So think about that. I mean, just to get on a bus and go someplace. Yeah, right. But to go get on a bus on crutches with one leg to go to school. So that is the role model that I have, that there is nothing that this you cannot do. This is a
0: woman do. that taught you resiliency for sure. Exactly,
1: exactly. Yeah. and that's the word, resilience.
0: And to get up and keep going, That's no exactly matter what. That's
1: right. exactly right. only have one leg,
0: just keep going.
1: Yes, yes. So we didn't have much at all, but we did have love. And, and that, to me, is also the most important thing. So I wanted to tell you and tell the audience this story because I feel that it is can be so inspiring. It doesn't matter where you came from. It's what you decide you're going to do or you're not going to put up with this crap anymore. And make a difference and do something different.
0: And to keep doing it. Cause I mean, life is gonna throw you curveballs all the time. Doesn't matter what age you are, you that know, is doesn't so matter true. the successes you've had in the past, there are going to be curveballs and it sucks. But you have to understand that, you know, when you get the curveball, it's like, okay, this sucks. What do I need to learn from this? True. You know, True. what where where do I go next? You know, a lot of times it's 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 painful, but we learn from pain.
1: Yes, we do. We learn do. a lot
0: from pain. Yes,
1: we do. You
0: know, it I mean, there it's it's just how it is. If everything's hunky dory, you're just gonna be like, This is good.
1: I don't want to have to learn anymore. I'm good right here. You you learn more by those things than you do if everything is good for you. And (laughs) you
0: should have some hunky dory, right? You should have like, okay, I can skate for a little bit, Ah, breathing, you know. But but it is, um, it there is something to be said. It's very important, I believe, for people to understand that being in that place of awareness. And I get the feeling. Of, Why does this happen to me? I mean, of, of course we I don't all think you have that. Ask that. I, I, but we have that moment where we feel like yes. that, right? Mm-hmm. We're like, "Why does this happen to me?" But you have to quickly move past that That's and say, true. "All right, this is what's going on. What do I need to learn?" Because exactly. you know, there's another place you want to mm-hmm. be. There's there are no ceilings, right? You can you can just okay that that might be a ceiling for now. Let's get to the next one, you know. Um, and so, how do you keep getting? up levels of where you want to
1: be. Well, always ask, what can I learn? How can I grow as a result of this? And how can I be better? How can I prevent these kinds of things in, in the future? That's our duty. So, yes. OK,
0: so tell us where we can get your book and how we can learn okay, more about there's a TESSA few online more st-
1: OK, my book is on Amazon. It's From Outhouse to Penthouse. Uh, my website is tessagreensband.com. They can go to my website. My email is tessa at tessagreensband.com. So it's kind of easy. Easy to find her. There's a couple of stories I think is really important to okay. share, too. All right. One is um, my sister became an alcoholic and and really abandoned her children. So I, my husband and I eventually got married, had two children myself. And I was looking for a way to help my sister and my mother earn—I was going to earn extra money. And I didn't want to take it away from my family. So my husband and I had a fruit and produce store, and we had a a big cooler in the back. And so we serviced a lot of peddlers who came—they called in their order the night before and came and picked up their produce in the morning. These men made a lot of money. So I said, I can do that. Yeah. So I bought a big bread truck, and there was a problem. I couldn't drive a stick shift.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Back when, well, I think I still have stick shifts, but not very, yeah. not, well, not I, many cars. I,
1: but this was a big truck. So I rented an empty lot, a corner at 111 and 162 in Pontoon Beach, Illinois, a gravel lot. And I was in business, and I did this for five years, and I made a lot of money. And this is another thing, a shared story, that it doesn't matter. You know, you get your ego out of the way, too. Right. It doesn't matter what you do. It's a matter of how you feel and how you are helping others, too. So that's one. The other story I wanted to say is that I bought a store with partners, in 1981.
0: So this was, yes, was the, what you just told us, was that the precursor to— Yes, that was okay. the precursor. Okay. Yes,
1: I'm glad you, yes, that was the precursor. I learned a lot about fruit and produce. So I was looking for a way to earn other money. My husband sold the store and he went into the wholesale. I asked partners, I mean, a father and son that owned a chain of stores in Belleville, Illinois, if they wanted to partner with me with a store. So the first store was smaller, and so they said yes. And so our agreement, since they had a lot more experience in running a a grocery store, that they would run it and I would be a silent partner. Well, I was not paying attention. I was involved in a lot of things and a lot of charities and really didn't even go. So in 1981 of April is when we opened. October of 1985, they wanted a meeting, October thirtieth, and said, "Handed me the keys and said they were declaring bankruptcy." Oh, so it turned my life around. I was not expecting it, but again, it's really important to take responsibility for every decision that you make. I didn't was not taking responsibility. I was not watching the business at all. Exactly. When I got into the books more, I saw that they had siphoned a tremendous amount of money. The amount of debt that I was left with was a million dollars in today's money.
0: Oh, my gosh.
1: And many people do not know this at all. And so I really had to make a decision, and I decided I was going to give it my all or die trying. That, that's sort of my...
0: The overachiever <laughs> in you?
1: <laughs> so by the grace of God, little by little, I eventually paid off every single penny. It took me 10 years. But I did it. Dang, Tessa, that's awesome. Then I opened a second store that was three times the size of the first. And that was like starting all over again. Is this
0: Sappington?
1: Yes, I mean I, the first one was Sappington also. Oh, okay, and all right. I designed that second store.
0: Got yeah mm-hmm. I totally remember that store. Yes,
1: with the train that ran around. Yeah. Yes.
0: I totally remember that store. I I used to go there a lot because I lived in um I lived like uh, like South City for a long time. And it wasn't far to, you know, just Uh head down Watson and, you know, but I
1: loved that store. Well, people really did. And so if you, if you read my book, you'll find there's so many really good stories in the book about the store also.
0: Well, I'm sure there are. You just told us a bunch of really cool ones. Yes. Uh So let me ask you this. So this, this, interestingly, your this last story goes into some of the questions that one of the fun questions I wanted to ask you. Okay. And that was about Sappington Farmers Market. Was there, I mean, I love the train, yes. Yes. But was there a favorite aisle of yours? Was there one aisle in the store that you were just like, I love this aisle? This aisle's got it going on.
1: Well, I actually love the whole store. The produce was really what my specialty was. It was awesome, the produce. But a really good short, and I'll keep it short, <laughs> story is that I saw that there were 30,000 Bosnians in St. Louis. And I thought if I could bring something from their homeland, uh, it would really help them to feel welcome. I love
0: and that. So yes, inclusive. Yay. Yes.
1: And so... Uh, they had a little magazine in their language, and I advertised in their language. So I brought in a four-foot skid of different produce or different things. They love Cubanella peppers. And I started, I advertised in theirs. And so it just grew, and it grew and grew until I had a 16-foot aisle of Bosnian, Croatian, Hungary, That's Germany. and so Italy, cool. foods. Yeah. So that was... What I have found, I found I was creative after the fact. (laughs) I just did things because it was either good— You're an
0: amazing business person, but you didn't know it until—you just were like, oh, this makes sense. I'll do this. Oh, this makes sense. Let's try Mm -hmm, this, too. mm -hmm. I mean,
1: I love that. Yes. Well, that was one of the many kinds of things that I did that, I again, I didn't realize how creative it was until really after I sold the store. And by the way, I was able— To sell that store when I had $10 million in sales. That's I got out on top. Thank God.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I am done with this, but I'm moving on to new things. I love it. I love that's awesome. So, okay, so we had Sappington. Another thing I know about you is you love affirmations. Yes, I do. Do you have a current favorite?
1: Yes. One of the things I say, and I would really love everyone to say it to themselves, is why is everything always working out for me in divine order, good for all and harm to none? When you say why, it really is telling your subconscious mind to start looking for it. (sighs) Why is everything always working out for me in divine order, good for all and harm to none?
0: I am going to start saying that. That feels empowering. It is
1: empowering. And it worked. So it's good for everyone. And it's in divine order. So, you know, it's good for you. So, yes, I say that all day, every day. I mean, it's just really my favorite.
0: I love that. You know, I often, when I'm, talking to whoever is up there listening. And, you know, there's many times I'm like, look, I don't care about free will. Tell me what you want me to do. I am yours. Yes. I I believe. I I think you make better choices for me than I do. So just let me know what my next step is and I will go there, you know? And sometimes you take that step and you're like, why did you want me to do this? You know, but you you'll you figure it out. You okay, this is a growth time. This is, you know, this is oh, this is out of my comfort zone, which I always think going out of your comfort zone is where all the cool stuff happens. Yes, so it you is. should do it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But um, I love that. That's
1: awesome. Isn't it? I love that too. It's just really my favorite of all times. And that's I say that's empowering. It. Yes, it is.
0: So this one is gonna be so easy for you to answer, of course. Um, because kindness is one of my favorite things. It's just, it is one of my most favorite things. I think kindness is, a, is, a, needs to be a much bigger deal. I think if people would just get on the kindness train, they would realize it's so easy and it makes life so much more enjoyable and fun when you're just kind to people around you. And it makes you feel good. It makes you feel good. It makes people, it's just,
1: well, and, and it's, and you it's could, that ripple I effect. That. By the way, anybody that's watching, if you want to follow me on Facebook, I nearly have the uh, the maximum in in uh, people friends that you can have yes. yeah uh-huh. so it's Tessa Greenspan and um, I post two or three positive messages you do every single day of my life and the reason I do that is because one it makes me feel good and two most of all Is that I don't know whose lives I'm touching, and that's my goal. My goal is to touch millions of people's lives. And by the way, my book is going to be a movie. It is. Yes, yes, yes. The screenplay is being written right now. Yes. So it'll be a few years, but the point of it is this my goal is to touch millions of people's lives with kindness, with helping them to know that you're good enough, you're worthy. I mean, I post the same thing. In a thousand different ways every single day.
0: I love it. Well, but it's true. You never know when you're catching someone who just exactly. th- needed to hear that message right at that time. Exactly. That takes dedication to
1: do that two or three times a day. Well, okay, one, I have been saving these um I have eighty thousand positive messages Dang. on my phone. All right, <laughs> so I can choose. So your it, phone it is probably the happiest phone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, it. I mean, I've been saving them for years, so I can just go, and so I just sort of get a feel. Of what what would people? What would help today? But it's kindness is one of the things many times that I. I post on, So it only takes me a few minutes. So it's not like I, I agonize over something. I've got all of these on my phone. <laughs> but the fact that you're doing it is awesome. Well, you I know, mean,
0: you've taken away the barriers from being able to do it. You know, you've made it easy to, like, send out that message.
1: You're right. You know, which may, brings me back to something that I feel is really, really important to, to share. And that is back to my partner's. I had to forgive them. Yeah, which is hard. It was hard, but the point of it is it was eating me up, Mm -hmm. and I had to let it go and just get free. It doesn't mean I forgot and never spoke to these persons ever again. The thing of it is is that it was so important for me, and I really want to encourage every single person— to forgive for you. Yes. You know, unforgiveness is like in taking poison and waiting for the other person to die. It only hurts you. And I feel that that's really an important message that I would like for everyone Huge. to have. Huge.
0: And, and if, if you're not forgiving this person or persons or what have you, then you're just, you end up spinning with it. Yes. You end up tied to something that is creating negativity and so it's to free you yes for you you know I mean you don't have to officially go to that person but they're like I forgive you you can do it on your own you know but you yourself have to just like yes exactly. I am I am forgiving this human being you know and a lot of times it's just help it's helpful to remember that a lot of people really are doing the best they can do.
1: Many, many, many people are. They're doing the best
0: they can do, even when it doesn't look like it to you. Yes. You know, they're doing the best they can do. It's so
1: true. Yeah. It is so true. Yeah. So My partners were not doing the best they could do. Well, <laughs> and this is true. And then there's some that are pulling some stuff, yes. and
0: you're like, yeah, so you weren't doing the best that you could do, and but I'm going to forgive you anyway. That's exactly right.
1: <laughs> you know, you <laughs> were exactly definitely right. 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 <laughs> and I didn't mean to, to segue, but I felt that I always feel this is so important for me to share because, you know, if you're burdened with, with anger or whatever against other people, it only hurts you. It eats and so, you up. Yes, it does eat you up. And so— I, I really want to share that it really helped me. I don't feel that I could have succeeded. Again, I took a business from a million dollars in debt to $10 million in sales. Now, there were a lot of years in yeah. between. But right. the point of it is, I don't feel that I could have really done so well if I had not forgiven. That's that's my opinion.
0: I love it. Well, and it's a good opinion. Yes. I think it's opinion that... We should just do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so you answered actually, because um, I was going to ask about a kindness that you have given, received, or witnessed. So you kind of oh, answered I it, but I want another day. one. Mm-hmm. You tell me another top of mind well, kindness story for you.
1: Well, I witness it every day. So many, I mean, I have touched a lot of people's lives and it's really, really good. And my goal is to touch many more uh, because that's what it's all about. If you learn something, And if you have some gifts, to not share that is an injustice to yourself.
0: And to the people around you. Because part of what you're supposed to be doing as a human being, I think anyway, is helping others to uplift others. Yes, you know, bring them. So you know, if you're here and they're kind of down here still, and they're like, you're like, okay, come on, I'm going to help you. Let me yes. help you get up to this cool. next yes. place. Yes, exactly, yeah. exactly. Yeah, don't just be at the pinnacle and be like, I'm staying here by myself.
1: Oh, and you know, <laughs> so many people do though. I mean, no, bring people really... with
0: you. It's way more fun to have yes. the yes. have
1: you know your your people around you. There's not enough time, I don't think, but there's another story um, for another time. We're going
0: to do it. We've, we've, got to just, we've got a few minutes, so let's okay. hear it.
1: Well, this is when you said pull someone up. Um, I belong to NABO, which is National Association of Women Business Owners. Yep. And I also belong to Women Presidents, which for 20 years. Uh, in NABO, we had a get-together together And this beautiful, it was like a cocktail party of introducing new people to the organization. And this beautiful black woman came in. And I was sort of the welcoming committee. And I said, are you having fun? She says, no, this is the most closed group I've ever seen in my life. Oh, (laughs) I said, yeah, we're going to fix that. She probably was right. She was right. right. I took her by the hand and I introduced her. To everyone. Now, this was one of the smartest, sharpest, best businesswoman I've ever met in my life. I love her. In fact, I just sent her a birthday and she calls me her Earth Angel.
0: Oh. So
1: uh, anyway, this was probably 20 years ago. Everyone took her and saw what what how effective she was, what a good business person, that what an asset she was to Navo. Within two years, she was the first black president of NAVO oh, in St. Louis.
0: that's awesome. And, and good on her to speak up. Yes. To, yes. to speak up and say, hey, yes. I am here. Said, yeah, uh-huh. What the heck?
1: Yes, and they're closed. I mean, so it's a little thing that everyone can do. Involve people. Bring them into your circle. If you're talking to someone, if you're in a, a group, don't close the group. Bring yeah. them in.
0: If you see somebody that is yes. kind of over there on their own and no one's talking to them, I, that's so important. Like, bring them in. And say, hey, come exactly. on
1: over here uh-huh. and talk
0: to us. Because it's weird when you're there by yourself and you're like, okay, I feel like a dork. Nobody's talking to me. <laughs> I just go up and talk to people. So
1: I do, too. Like a, and I always you know, like, hey, like to include, You know, <laughs> Excuse me,
0: but I have nobody to talk to. Can I hang out with you guys? You know, but uh, I love it. Well, Tessa, I— I know we have known each other a very long time. I love learning more about you. Thank, thank you, you for for being here today and
1: sharing Tessa with everybody. I love it. Thank you. Well, thank you, Mish. You're wonderful. Oh, so and you. you add so much to so many people's lives too. So. Oh,
0: I hope so. You do. I'm all about the kindness, and yes. you know, I wanna I wanna be a force for love out there. So me
1: too. Yeah, it's yes. a good
0: thing to be. You, I'm happier that way.
1: Yes, that's true.
0: (laughs) Thank you, Tessa Greenspan.
1: All right. Thank you, Mish.
0: And for everybody out there, you have been listening to Mish Mash. Thanks for tuning in and learning about all these amazing people that we all get to know. Love you. Have a good one. Bye.